everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we are really excited today because we are here to talk about the movies that aired on Homework Channel and Homework Movies and Mysteries on the 2nd and 3rd of April. It was a stellar weekend and we are going to have a lot of fun talking about Always Amore and Just One Kiss. There was a great weekend and uh, I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle is here. Hey everyone. And Colleen is here. Hello. Yes. And uh, it's been, I don't know if you, you both will agree, but it's been not a great 2022 for Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Music Mysteries. There've been a couple. I liked The Presence of Love, uh, you know, uh, The Wedding Veils. I didn't love as much as other people seem to. It's been kind of a rough start, I think. And so we needed a weekend like this. Would you agree, Michelle? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm always sort of very slow to start um, the movies at the beginning of the year just because I'm so burned out by Christmas. I sort of do a, like a horror month as well in October. So I'm just so done with watching things. Just let them sort of build up. Um, and when I was starting to catch up um, in the recent weeks, it's just been a bit of a slog for me. Um, there's nothing that I've really sort of loved until now. Um I was sort of hyped for feeling butterflies because it was, you know, a real couple. Um, and sometimes that can go good, sometimes it can go bad. But yeah, it's just nothing's really stood out for me until you know these movies. Yeah, do you agree, Colleen? For the most part, yeah. It hasn't been a great year. I I my sister and I chat about this. We talk every couple of weeks and we chat about Hallmark. And she's the only person in my family that I could really talk about Hallmark with. <laughs> and we're both like, I feel like they used all their creative energy at Christmas. So when you hit January, it's kind of a, it's just kind of not good usually. So, yeah. well, it yeah. used to be actually a, a, a kind of a strong season. Uh, I mean, it, at least it had some ones that I really loved, like the birthday wish was a, a winter fest movie, but it seems like since they moved away from winter fest, it really took a, yeah. it took a, a dive. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it was always sort of Christmas and winter fest. Those were always the sort of highlights and I was mm-hmm. so disappointed yeah. when they took that away. Yeah. And, and this year, I mean, it, they even started off with, uh, the that where I think it was called Where the Heart Belongs or something oh, that uh that mm-hmm. Jen Lilly movie is one of the worst ever. Yes, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll skip that one then. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, it was the worst. It will nothing will top it being the worst this year, in my opinion. I don't care what yeah. they show the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we needed both of these movies, and when I saw that Always Amore was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, I was really surprised because it's. Uh, is written by Julie Sherman Wolf, who normally is more of a comedic writer. And so I messaged her and I thought, oh, well, maybe it's just kind of on there because they ran out of space or something. And, and it's, it, but she told me, she said, oh, it's definitely a drama. It definitely, and it was. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I really, I enjoyed it. I will talk about, our, I think our mutual favorite last and end <laughs> on that. We'll talk about this one first. Uh, but I, I, I thought in any other weekend, this would have won the weekend and been a, a pretty strong movie. Um, mm-hmm. It just happened to get coupled up with Just One Kiss, which was so good. Uh, but I still really, I thought this was a, a solid Hallmark movie, an enjoyable movie. Um, so let's talk about it. The summary is 
Uh, it follows Elizabeth, who was forced to work with Ben, a pro restaurant consultant, to keep her late husband's Italian restaurant afloat. But as they get closer, she realizes that not all change is bad and might even open her heart to new love. So, Michelle, overall, what do you think about this movie? Um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain about, like, a Tyler Hines and Autumn Reeser movie. I thought this mm-hmm. was, you know, perfectly fine. Um, it had, you know, some really great dr- dramatic moments. I feel like Julie Sherman will have handled like the grief so well. Um, I just think it was hurt by Welcome to Mamas being so close together. Right. Like I was constantly making comparisons. Um, but I think this is better than that. Do you? Oh do yeah, you not way agree? better. Yeah, yeah, way better. Um, I do. Well, I, I will admit I do struggle a little bit with. The restaurant movies, I've worked in restaurants. I don't find them to be like a romantic setting. I will say that the food in this movie was incredible. Um, And that was like a huge highlight and sort of pushed it over the edge of like being like a an okay um, Hallmark movie to a pretty good one. This is one I'll probably keep on the DVR for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not only did they have Welcome to Mamas, but they had another movie with Autumn Reeser where she's in Italy mm, just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So I think that that is something that's like Italy was just on the mind of Hallmark in 2022. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you think of it overall, Colleen? I enjoyed it, um, but I completely agree with you, Michelle. It was just, first of all, everything, it's too many too close together, too much Italian themed things. Yeah. I do like some of the restaurant movies but maybe they just need to take a break from them for a while and when they do come back choose a different type of food <laughs> go a whole different route do something like not even i'm not even thinking mexican something else like something different you know do something yeah. else but i yeah. enjoyed the movie i love tyler i love autumn um I, you know, that, that in itself made it better than it would have been maybe with some other characters, some other actors. Yeah. Yeah. They were really good. And I, I enjoyed the, all the food as well. Uh, the, uh, I actually, I wrote down all the different things that, so when he arrives, he's this restaurant guy. And, mm-hmm. uh, when he arrives, they make him a, uh, a meal, and they have, and it first starts out with an antipasto board with bruschetta, carne crudo, and piave cheese, and then uh, butternut squash risotto, lobster ravioli with crab meat cream sauce, taglioni with sun-dried tomato pesto, and I guess that's the big recipe for uh, uh, for the husband, Marco, right, Marco? I think mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah. And then tomatoes. Uh, oh, wait, no. So that that's what they have him try at first. And uh, out of those out of those things, what sounds the yummiest to you? What do you, what do you think, uh, Colleen? Taglioni with sun-dried tomato pesto, lobster ravioli with crab meat cream sauce, butternut squash risotto, or an antipasto board? Uh, lobster ravioli. I love ravioli. I love lobster. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not a sun-dried tomato person. I'm not a tomato person. I like mm-hmm. tomato flavored. I like tomato sauce, but I don't like the texture of tomato. So like, I just kind of set it aside if it's in a dish. So the ravioli is no choice. What do you think, uh, Michelle? Which one would you want? 
Um, I'd probably go for the antipasto or the again the, the sort of the same thing of like the consistency of tomatoes. It has to be. I'm very picky with that type of thing. Um, so yeah, I would probably go with the, the lobster ravioli as well. Well, the only thing about a lot of these dishes at this restaurant is they're very heavy. Everything mm-hmm. was like cream yeah. sauces and, uh, and I, I think that that's probably why they are losing customers because you, I think it's just sort of modern now to have sort of lighter, more refreshing fare. Of course you have like the standards, you have your, you know, chicken Parmigiana and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think people these days don't want to feel like heavy after they've eaten. No, no. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I think crudo is, is raw. I think, uh, so I think that's a raw carne cruda. I think that's a, um, raw meat preparation, if I'm oh, not okay. mistaken. So uh-huh. I think that would scare me off of the board, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the ravioli I do, it seems kind of redundant to have lobster ravioli with a crab meat sauce, seafood on seafood. <laughs> I'm all for it, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the butternut squash risotto would probably be my, uh, jam. Uh, although I don't have the tomato issues that you all have, uh, but <laughs> they are tomatoes from Italy. So, and they can't change anything in this dish at all. Mm-hmm. And he writes with shorthand, which is <laughs> kind of, and <laughs> that, uh, he wants, she, so she won't know what he's writing and says i've she says i've been overwhelmed the last three years and uh he says i'm not going to change the taglioni recipe uh and uh and he she's just so resistant to any kind of change at all mm-hmm. and I, I i can understand that especially when everything is so wrapped up in her husband and in the memories and uh, that that would be tough to change, but you have this chef uh, Antonio who also is really resistant to change, even though he keeps trying out. I mean, he keeps making all this food, these recipes that aren't going to be <laughs> going to be uh, right. the, I'm like, that's a lot of money making all the salmon recipes <laughs> and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's pretty traumatized still at this point. She won't even wish on a coin. And she says, mm-hmm. you can't wish for bad things to not happen. So, and, uh, and he says, well, it doesn't hurt to put it in the universe. So what did we think of Autumn and Tyler's chemistry? What did you think, Colleen? best and i feel like um i my favorite autumn pairing will always be antonio cupo i don't think i'll ever get over that one that's my favorite and i feel like everyone else beyond him which is the next would be jesse metcalf in my opinion um it's just not the same it's not the same level but i did enjoy it i i thought i thought they were decent um Tyler, yeah, Tyler could have chemistry with the phone book. He's just <laughs> great. <laughs> what do you think of that, Michelle? Um, yeah, I thought that you know they're they're just such pros. Um, at these movies, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't sizzling chemistry, 
but I think it's just so difficult when you've got one of the characters that's actively grieving. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit a little bit awkward, and you don't want um, Tyler's character to sort of push in any sort of way. So he's sort of on the back foot. So yeah, it, it was a little bit difficult um, in the beginning of you know, at what point did they start the relationship um, in these movies where the character is just sort of, you know, at home, she's sort of wrapped up in all of her husband's memories and at work, she's sort of wrapped up in all of it as well. So, yeah, it was, it's always difficult. But again, yeah, Tyler just has chemistry with everyone. Like, (laughs) I don't think, I mean, I think for me, like when I first saw Tyler, it was in... um, the movie with Leanne Rhines, and I thought they were great together. Um, and for me, it's just waiting on them getting to that sort of height again with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do think he has chemistry. I mean, we've joked in the past that you could have some pull somebody off the street and say you're in a Tyler Hines movie, and he's going to have chemistry. <laughs> yeah so certainly him and autumn had a nice chemistry you could feel the friendship growing Mm -hmm. uh bit by bit it's tricky i think not only because it has someone grieving but also just when they're working together because you don't want him to be like pressuring or skeevy or anything like that yeah yeah for sure and uh, the restaurant is called uh chibo and it's it's all that matters to her she she is uh just put everything into this restaurant and uh, she has a daughter her daughter is having uh some problems at school uh fitting in uh problems with lunch not having anyone to sit next to and uh, so that was an interesting kind of plot line to make her mom Mm -hmm. and uh and kind of added to sort of the emotion of the film because again the son movies mystery so uh we're going to get more emotion here um and she's still wearing her wedding ring uh so she's definitely still in that after three years in that spot Mm -hmm. right yeah uh, we also there's a whole sort of theme in this movie of the uh uh ukulele ukulele player and mm-hmm. uh, what a wonderful world uh which is the is version the hawaiian version and uh, i love that song i love the one where they combine somewhere of the rainbow and wonderful world but they just did the wonderful world here and that was cute i thought yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would have liked them to actually have her be in the restaurant i thought that would have been cute mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. a good idea yeah it wouldn't have made much sense given it's an Italian restaurant, but you know, for it's not a Hawaiian restaurant, but uh, but yeah, she was just kind of your she was just kind of there at one of the other restaurants. And then we have this Monday meal and that's for the staff. And I think it's pretty common for big fancy restaurants like that to have Mondays off. Uh, mm-hmm. for the staff and you have staff meal uh, and it's a good way for the staff to try all of the new dishes uh, also so that they can explain them to any specials and stuff like that to explain them to the diners and uh, and it says I want to have one day where I'm not worried about the future or making things uh, or thinking about the past uh, and she makes the apple cake 
uh, and uh, it's evidently a big hit. Uh, and uh, so the food at these Monday dinner is he, he makes uh, cod ravioli with buffalo cream, red onion, and candied cherry tomato, a uh, capino. Uh, it would oh, this it's a small plate, it's capino, and uh, then and that's another dish that felt very heavy to me. Sounded and cod with. Buffalo cream, red and red onion. Mm. I don't like it's particularly raw onion, but no. I'm picky about my onion. <laughs> Me too. And I, I don't know if I've ever had fish ravioli, it, regular fish. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. No. And candied cherry tomato. Uh, I mean, cherry tomatoes are already pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this sounds like kind of a weird dish, but evidently it was a big hit for our, uh, I forget what Tyler's uh, name was in this. I just always write Tyler. (laughs) Ben, Ben is his name. (laughs) So there's this, there's also this chef competition going on. Antonio doesn't want to enter it. He's very afraid of change. I thought Antonio was pretty dreamy. He was pretty good. And it would have been fun if they'd had like a little relationship for, for Antonio. Mm-hmm. That would have mm-hmm. been cute. Little side yeah. relationship. A restaurant or something, you know? Mm-hmm. One of the yeah. other people. Yeah. And, uh, and so then they have, um, uh, there's a whole scene with, and so there's a whole scene with Ben and Antonio and he says, you are the key to everything here. Your food is how we bring Chibo back. And, uh, and he's just very, very hesitant to do that. And, uh, and then she says, she says, it's not like I can flip a switch and move on. And I think that that's the problem is that we expect people to move on, which I think mm-hmm. is, is not realistic. Like those people are always going to be part of your life and your memory and if you didn't love them, then is so much, then it wouldn't be so hard. Uh, but, uh, but I, I was, that, that always makes me kind of uncomfortable when people say, Oh, you got to move on. No, you don't move on, but you do find a way to keep going. Cause that's what they would want. I think you're never the same after you lose someone close, but you do Mm -hmm. learn from it and you go forward in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. but you don't ever forget. So yeah. I feel- yeah. And so then Antonio makes seared scallops with corn pudding and wild truffles over roasted chicken broth. That is my jam. That yeah, sounds delicious. That. Even with the, I don't, Michelle, I don't eat meat, but I would eat that with the chicken broth. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all over that. Yeah. It sounds really good. And then they could do like a fish broth maybe for you. Uh, I actually, nah, I, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> chicken would be fine that's fine and that it just sounds so good with the corn pudding Mm. yeah Yeah. sometimes scallops can be a little rubbery they're tough to make right but i I assume he so they end up going on truffle hunt that was i thought a fun section yeah i would have liked it to be a little bit more of like a antonio being a third wheel um Mm -hmm. i felt like the scene was over a bit too quick for me but yeah 
and they found the truffle very quickly. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> they got lucky. <laughs> yeah. And Ben says, you've been really courageous and I appreciate that. And she says, I had a lot of people counting on me. And then I realized, uh, I could, I realized I could count on you. So that was good. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he finds the truffle and they want her to make the cake and she's like, Oh, it's just for fun. Uh, but, uh, evidently they, I guess they don't have a pastry chef at the restaurant. sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah. They sort of bottle one that seems like mm-hmm. we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of hallmarkies podcast by becoming a patron you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. He enters the con, they get Antonio to enter the contest and, uh, but he gets Elizabeth to make the cake, the apple cake. And, uh, and then the burner stops working. And so then he's able to use the other chef's burner. Um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't have them win the contest. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Cause usually in these kind of things, they would. But, uh, but it was, they have the relaunch, um, and the idea is they want everyone to feel what he felt in the Monday meal, which I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And then there's Nana who is, uh, was Marco's mother. So her mother-in-law and uh, that was, I, I liked her. That was a fun relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that she was so open to Elizabeth sort of trying new things and it was more Elizabeth sort of projecting all of this sort of um, anxiety and mm-hmm. assuming, you know, Nona's would be against it all um, when it was really the opposite. I really like that dynamic. Yes. Yeah. So he overhears uh, her talking uh, about how he was, how Ben was really great, really helpful but now they've got the loan, they're going forward, they don't need Ben. And she's trying to convince the bank lady that they are self-sufficient, that they don't mm-hmm. need him. Uh, but he hears it and thinks, oh, she doesn't like me, she doesn't care or whatever. Uh, did you buy this as conflict, Michelle? No. No. <laughs> but you've always got to have it in these movies. You've got to have someone overhearing something um, and then them dramatically leaving <laughs> it's what, like yeah, it's just always in these movies <laughs> yeah what did you think Colleen I, I agree I just thought it was silly and I don't understand why people just leave without saying goodbye yeah. <laughs> that was the thing like I can understand why my hurts feelings a little bit but mm-hmm. I think most of us you'd say good you say goodbye and you'd uh, create at least some kind of excuse he's just going to Greece 
<laughs> and uh, so he uh, he feels like, oh, well, she's not really interested in that part of a relationship. And uh, he says, I thought I could help someone and move on, but I couldn't do it this time. And that's when they so he um, so she's she's feeling sad that he left. And then uh, they have requests and it's what a wonderful world. And then he's there and he says, I thought I could help someone and move on, but I couldn't do it this time. So he, he, that the the only time I get annoyed with this kind of conflict is when it's drawn out a long time. And this was pretty quick that he changed his mind and realized he was being stupid. Uh, So it's fine. (laughs) And and then we finally get to hear that his fiance uh, had passed away as well. And so that was uh, a, uh, the connection that they both had together. He says, I got a lot of joy out of helping people get their lives back because I couldn't have mine. And he oh. says, I haven't felt like this in a long time. And he says, I can't ask you to change more no matter how I feel. And I liked, cause so many times they assume that say, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave without saying goodbye because I don't want to take away some dream, you know, of like in these movies, you know, where somebody has a dream of going to school or going to, you know, do something and the person will say, Oh, I didn't want to take that away from you. And I liked that. She said here, well, that's up to me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, they're making the decision preemptively for that person. And, and so I liked that. She said that she said, that's up to me. And uh, you can start by telling me how you feel. And then he kisses her, which I thought was a very, very well done kiss. It was very earned. It was very romantic. I, I, I thought it was good. Uh, and uh, Tyler almost always nails the kisses. It's so good. <laughs> he knows what we're wanting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has this thing too. I don't remember exactly. The, I'm trying to remember the. I, I only watched this one once um when did he do the face thing where he puts his hands on her face because that's my favorite thing Tyler does yeah I think it, I think so and it, it was a I can't remember exactly but it was a really good kiss I wrote down he kisses her dash a really good kiss <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah and, and I think that they they had you felt that bond between the two of them. The chemistry was, was there for me. And, uh, it felt like this is a couple that I could actually see like lasting. <laughs> Cause sometimes in these Hallmark movies, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think this one's on the full distance, but this one did to me. And then they have at the end, they have the cheer of the Monday meal uh, in the restaurant and everything's, you know, going to be good and everything's going to be okay. And so I thought this was a really sweet film. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that Julie did a great job with the script and it was well cast, uh, and it made me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I give this one, uh, 3.5 crowns, I think out of five. What about you, Michelle? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with three crowns. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. one of the better ones I've seen this year. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, Colleen? Um, I'll say 3.5 as well. I liked it a lot. All right. We're we are talking about just one kiss. And this is 
one of the best Hallmark movies I've ever seen. I, in my opinion, not Christmas. I love this movie so much. I thought it was so good and I'm excited to talk about it. It's two complete opposites with disastrous love lives are brought together unbeknownst by them, by their matchmaking mothers. So it stars Santino Fontana and Krista Rodriguez and, uh, and Ava Grace Cooper from When Calls the Heart. It has a great cast. Elena Douglas, Ido Turturro as the moms. Uh, and uh, yeah, what did you overall think of it, Michelle? Um, yeah, I messaged you and said it was a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is definitely like top five best Hallmark movies I've ever seen. Um, I feel like everything in this movie is elevated to a point where I'm happy to recommend this to anyone um, outside of Hallmark. Um, in fact, I would probably put it on the list of like best rom-coms I've seen in recent years. Um, we've been really lucky and had such you know, single all the way and uh, happy. See- like We've had so many good ones thanks to sort of Netflix sort of filling that gap. But I would say that Hallmark really just knocked out of the park with this one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Colleen? It was so good. It was so charming. I loved the, uh, well, we'll get into detail, but I loved the two of them together. I loved everything about the, you know, the supporting cast. I liked, there was more of an adult conflict and it was actually mm-hmm. happening more in real time. And was it something from the past? The divorce was still a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ex-husband or two, whatever, you know, soon to be ex-husband or whatever was still a problem. I loved it. And I think this is better than a lot of the Netflix movies I've watched in the last, since the beginning of the year, I've watched a lot of these, you know, movies that premiered on Netflix or been on there. And some of them are terrible. This was, this could be a streamer. Absolutely. If not more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I think so. This, I said yesterday on Twitter, I said, if you have been thinking about watching a Hallmark movie, but we were waiting for the right one, waiting for a recommendation. This is it. This is the one. I even Grumpy Dan over at Hallmark Deck the Hallmark had nice things to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really good, it's this is a good Hallmark movie. It's a good movie uh, in general. And I just, yeah, I loved it. And it's really, we have been saying for so long that we wanted a Hallmark musical. And this is pretty much a pretty much a musical i mean it's close it's got a, quite mm-hmm. a few songs and so i'm hoping that they'll see how much everybody loves this one and will want to uh make uh make more like this more songs more mm-hmm. music because i've never understood i guess why not because i mean i know that music rights are expensive but especially for like traditional carols those aren't those are going to be free so yeah and it's just such a part of christmas why not make a uh make a christmas hallmark musical it would be so fun and so this just made me very excited about all of the music yeah for sure sure. Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i love santino so much Mm -hmm. and he was running in a really good movie that nobody saw that was totally under the radar called off the menu uh, where it was a cute, cute romance where he plays like the, uh, the, uh, son of this is kind of like a Taco Bell kind of chain. And he's, he's supposed to go out and find new recipes 
So he meets this like firecracker chef and he doesn't tell her that he's part of this, you know, big fast food place. And, uh, and so I, it was really cute. I liked it a lot. And of course, you know, I mean, I, he's in frozen, so <laughs> right. and, it, and it must've been fun to play Hans in frozen because you not only got to play the, the, you got to have the, uh, love song with on mm-hmm. it at the beginning, love is an open, uh, door, but, uh, he then he got to be the villain so that would be fun to be able to play both parts spoiler alert on frozen <laughs> um, but, but yeah i mean i love frozen so that was uh, so it was very fun to have him become part of the hallmark family with santino mm-hmm. and i thought they had such good chemistry i never seen or i didn't know christera Rodriguez before she did she would I've only seen her in the Halston miniseries she played Liza Minnelli she was great she was probably the best I mean I like I like that whole genre I like that whole 70s the the whole fashion design and everything I loved I I didn't love Halston the miniseries in total but I loved Mm -hmm. her she played Liza worth watching for that maybe yeah yeah Yeah, did you know her yeah, I knew her from Smash, um, oh. which was not a great show, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> I remember it. I never saw yeah. it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. such yeah. a mess in the second season that, you know, that was her season. But, um, yeah, I tuned in every week just to hear those people sing. <laughs> uh, I, I never watched Smash, but I heard that from a lot of people. And I think as a musical theater person, I probably would enjoy it. So I need to watch mm-hmm. it one of these days. But yeah. yeah, it's interesting. The play that I went to last night, uh, it was called first date. And mm-hmm. I found out later that it originated on Broadway with Zachary Levi and Chris Rodriguez in the leads. Oh. So that was kind of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these Broadway people coming to Hallmark. It's yes. everything. I mean, they need more, um, Aaron, how do you say his last name? Um, Aaron, yeah, he made me like a royal movie, which is like a high bar. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. that was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought every scene with her in the in the uh university, the lecture scenes were so funny. Yeah, <laughs> every single one of them, and she's like the the poem the keats poem uh to fanny when she says uh you have you have absorbed me that seems a little needy to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i just love the the students the two girls knew like man man she broke off she got dumped it was so funny it was really (laughs) funny and uh, maddie finocchio i'm i'm Declaring it right now, make a note of it. He's going to be up for Hallmark Prince next year and a Hallmark Podcast Awards because he's been so good in so many movies already this year. But Can he was- I just, I'm gonna declare right now that blue powder blue suit he wore at the art gallery is the best male outfit I've seen in a Hallmark movie. I probably won't see a better one this year. I yeah. loved that suit on him. It looked he, so good. <laughs> yeah, he looked good and him and uh what was his husband's name? uh i they they looked great together they had great chemistry i really enjoyed them they were very strong supporting 
mm-hmm. uh, supporting couple. And uh, so that, that was fun. He was just so great. He was so charming. He was so funny. I mm-hmm. loved him when he's like, what on earth was all of that? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And so basically her, she's traumatized because her husband, uh, he has been an alcoholic. He has been sober 90 days, but basically from his alcoholism, they lost their house. And, uh, so she's ready for divorce. She's done. The only flaw that I have with this movie is that I do think he was a little lifetime thrillery. Like it, it seemed like at any moment he was going to kill everyone. <laughs> I, my, my issue with him that I, you know, when you, I saw that on your tweet, I'm like, Oh, I didn't even thought of that. My thought was, is she a little concerned leaving the daughter with him? That was my concern. Yeah. It's like, I mean, but yeah, it doesn't really taint the movie, but he was good. I liked him in that. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I, this was probably the best one he's done, actually. It seemed or like he, he was just sort of like weird. And uh, Edward Ruddles, his name, the yeah. actor. I mean, he did a good job with what he was asked to do. But again, I just felt like at any minute he was going like, to kill everyone. <laughs> it was creepy to me. I don't know. What do you think, Michelle? Um, I don't think he's going to kill everyone, but I did, I did like the reason for the divorce. It felt very real. Um, and when I say that I want more diversity and homework, this is the type of stuff that I want. I want like real life issues brought into these movies. Um, mm-hmm. These movies don't have to be anything above a G rated just to include things like this. Uh, we've had so many movies of, you know, divorces, you know, where the couple become best friends and and that's great to see as well um but i think it is interesting to have you know a a real issue that a lot of you know families deal with um my main issue with him is towards the end of the movie he was very like possessive and just very pushy and yeah i agree like the way he was behaving and sort of you know the sort of alpha male attitudes that was sort of the, the part I was sort of like oh he's gone too far um but as far as like the reasoning for the divorce and her just sort of being done and making that decision for herself as like you know I'm rooting for you to, to sort of pick up the pieces of your life but as far as the relationship is concerned I'm done um I thought that was really powerful yeah the is it sounds like he had he had this the mother says at a certain point that uh that he had ruined all her money on booze and bad judgment and Mm -hmm. it's she says that he she just got tired of him lying to her so it sounds like there was a lot and and yeah he was very uh he was still in love with her and very like felt sometimes that he was trying to claim ownership of her yeah and control her which was the Mm -hmm. part that felt kind of lifetime thrillery to me you wouldn't have to do much to make this a lifetime thriller (laughs) (laughs) i mean only a few changes a couple scenes and pretty much he's there Uh, and so i mean that that to me didn't quite like that needed like one more right through i felt like it wasn't quite there but it's a very small nitpick. Uh, I still, uh, I, I agree with you, Michelle, that I did like the fact that it was untidy. 
mm-hmm. um, her, uh, you know, her divorce and her life. And uh, we don't normally see that kind of relationship. And usually it's like somebody's died or, you know, it's less uh, untidy. Many wiggles. <laughs> Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, bringing in alcoholism, I was shocked mm-hmm. they even did yeah. that. They do not do that. I thought that was a big step. And I'm like, please don't retreat, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I totally agree with you, Michelle. That's a good way. I was, I, what you were saying, you said better than me when I was saying it was more adult. That was kind of what I was trying yeah. to say was that it was real issues that happen to real people in real life. And not everything is a Hallmark movie. I mean, people have divorces and they have children involved and they have drug problems and alcoholism, all kinds of things. Well, and also they had the daughter, Rosie, that still was hoping that they would get back together. So it wasn't just the the ex-husband. It was also her daughter. So that kind of added also a layer. And I thought Ava Grace did such a great job. if If you watch Wind Calls the Heart, she plays Opal on One Calls the Heart. She's one of our favorites. Uh, she's really good. And uh, it was neat to see her. She's done a couple other Hallmark movies uh, here and there, but this was definitely the most I've seen her have to kind of grow. She's just sort of been like the kid uh, in uh, in the other movies she's done. This She had a lot of work as an actress, I think, for this this role. And she did a great job, I thought she grew up a lot i don't watch one calls the heart and i'm like wow she got big yeah. what did that happen <laughs> yeah well even as a watcher of one calls the hearts it did feel because the kids haven't been on the show that much the last uh since quarantine since um covid mm-hmm. uh they've only been little bits and pieces so even as a fan of the show as someone who watches the show it was still kind of surprising to be like she's a she's like a teenager I mean, <laughs> growing up before my eyes but <laughs> she did a great job both of the girls uh did a, a excellent job uh, it's alice rose who played uh, isabella his uh niece mm-hmm. uh i thought they did a, a, a really good job uh so it starts out their relationship starts out with them going to the old time movie uh, and seeing Penny Serenade, and uh, she's there uh, with with Maddie uh, with Nick, and uh, and she says that oh you know it's just one kiss this is all it takes and uh, <laughs> and and then Santino says well maybe you haven't been kissed properly. <laughs> <laughs> which you should never talk in a movie theater never yeah. uh, that is the worst and especially loudly like they were if you have to whisper a little bit so they had bad theater etiquette <laughs> <laughs> he's there with some girl and uh and a bubbly girl and and then you see their mothers there commenting and uh and did you have did you have suspicions right away that they were uh otherworldly Uh, did you at all michelle um i watch these movies i switch my brain off so Mm -hmm. i don't watch the 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 mysteries i don't try to figure out who the killer is Mm -hmm. um i don't tend to sort of waste any energy on these movies in terms of like trying to figure things out i just switch my brain off and enjoy them um, and I definitely figured it out before the actual reveal, but I can't quite figure out when that was. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, for the most part, like the second watch of this movie of like realizing, oh, they're not actually like making eye contact, they're not actually mm. talking to each other. Like that was so well done because yeah. yeah, I did not pick up on it. Like those two scenes, like, I did not think that you know her mom was a ghost, not at all. I didn't either. I was totally surprised by the ending. Yeah. I know most people will be like, what, how did you, uh, but say, <laughs> I really was. Okay. And then this, the second time I watched it, cause I've seen it twice now. I I saw all the clues. It was so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I was just engaged with it. Like yeah. she was putting on or trying a dress on to go to that club and her mm-hmm. mother, ans- she answered her mother, like the way they wrote it, the way it was done. It was like, yeah. you wouldn't know yeah it was very clever yeah it was yeah. very clever the way they did it but they she didn't answer in the way of like actually having a conversation right so it, it worked and uh i i loved that i know some people were like oh that was too cheesy for me but i thought no, it was really well. fun and i think part of the reason why i didn't think about it is because they never do stuff like that on hallmark i never seen a, like a supernatural unless you're <laughs> candace cameron ray you know going through time on a comet i i have never seen anything like that on the channel before so it didn't even occur to me to kind of think about that but i loved it did you like it michelle the mean ghost uh, yeah loved it loved it so much it was um, so good yeah and i thought like who is it nina, nina wiseman that did this yeah yeah nina. Like, she's been such a role like her miss miracle movie uh-huh. was so good and she'd done the same type of thing of like completely drawing you in and not making you think of like oh this is like a little bit supernatural a little bit you know christmas magic like that's true that's a good point yeah, she i didn't thought in that of one. that because of mercy and everything i hadn't even thought of that mm-hmm. it also gave me like a tiny bit of like just like heaven vibes like very tiny oh, yeah. which i love mm-hmm. i'm so happy it's on netflix so i've already watched it once yeah um, <laughs> i love that movie too yeah. <laughs> i don't know just like that supernatural like you know kind of trying to answer trying to get involved but you can't really no one can hear you or you're you know that kind of thing but not quite like that but someday i'm gonna need you to help me move a body and you you help me <laughs> just like heaven. i love that movie um, and yeah it, it 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 totally worked for me i loved it i thought it was it's super whimsical and fun and made you smile. So, uh, and I agree, Nina just knocked it out of the park with this one, uh, like she normally does. Um, and so we find out that he's super, super superstitious. Uh, and cause they kind of have several meet cutes. They have the meet cute in the theater. Um, but then they also meet at the, uh, in, uh, in the street and, uh, she goes underneath a ladder and walks and it has a black cat walk in front of her. And he's like, ah. I don't like walking under a ladder and I wouldn't call myself really super. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a black cat for 19 years too. So like, I can't even talk about that one, but, <laughs> yeah. but you totally see why he's smitten with her because she's very, very attractive. And she says, you know, the grown men usually aren't afraid of kitty cats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And- level they're like on an even playing field mm-hmm. like she's not, yeah. she's really spunky and not shy which i like unlike a lot of these movies where they make them so shy yeah that's true or just kind of perfect the like, <laughs> the perfect 
uh, a hometown hunk. He had, he wasn't perfect, but, but they just, they, I felt like they were so well-matched. You really, we, we, immediately you wanted these people to get together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, that was really cute. We also find out that her cooking is terrible, which was funny. Yeah. I thought kind of through the whole movie. <laughs> she tries to make those pancakes. <laughs> and I liked Ava, Ava Grace's uh, reaction. She's like, oh, I have to eat that. Oh no. <laughs> that was good. It was kind of funny to me that, so his best friend, I think his name was Jack, uh, is the bartender where he works and they, uh, they have uh, a lot of conversation and, and that is like a really funny kind of trope that you see throughout movies is sort of the, the therapist bartender. And I was asking on Twitter, it's like, is that real? Is that, do people really do that? Cause I don't drink. So I have no idea. But, and some people were saying, oh yeah, totally real. And then other people were saying that never happens. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, it happened. Yeah. I don't drink often, but when mm-hmm. I used to go part, I used to go out when I was younger a lot. Oh yeah. I had a bartender and a huge crush on it. And I used to go, he was like a nice guy. He'd tell you, you know, they actually get to know people. You get to know, you know, first of all, you're giving them money. You're making them, them money. And second of all, some are just really friendly people. They just are very outgoing. I think you need to be outgoing to be in that kind of job anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, and he's so uh, like flirty with all these different women and the bartender, the friend Jack, he sees it and he, he's like, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you stop the chase, find a nice girl. Uh, that was cute. It was just cute. It was cute. Um, so then we have her moving to Brooklyn and that was another very clever scene when I looked at it the second time, because the mom's there giving advice about the apartment, but she never actually interacts with her. She never, it seems like she does, but it was very clever. Mm -hmm. It was very good. And then she's like, Oh, you're moving to Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brooklyn's a hot place to live now and I, I think so if you can get an apartment like that for I think it was twenty seven fifty, tell me where to sign up because yeah. that will not happen <laughs> today well and this whole movie uh, was for the most part was shot in uh on a on a back lot on a studio and I think that that gave it kind of a bit of a nostalgic feel to it when they were walking the streets and it was so obviously like not new york city but i kind of liked that it it made it feel like these old-fashioned movies that they were watching yeah for sure like the second watch i was like oh that just looks like a bad walk yeah (laughs) yeah we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies 
or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Then I loved, it was so funny when she's moving into her place and Nick and Derek is the husband's name, Derek, Nick and Derek come and give her the orchid named Lenny. (laughs) I just loved them. They were so funny. And they were like, uh, yeah, we're not helping you move. (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, there's an age where I feel like it's like, don't ask your friends to help you move. (laughs) Like if I moved now, I, I would uh, maybe hope that my like cousins and my family would help. (laughs) It's brutal. Moving in general is just the worst. I hate it so much, but, uh, then that's when, uh, Isabel and Rosie meet and they become friends, which was really nice. Uh, and, uh, and then I liked it when Isabella says to him, he says, the lady across the hall might not like you. And, and he says, do I look like I'm new here? What's going on? So they go to the arcade and they, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying I laughed out loud at that. That was funny. Yeah. Are, do I look like I'm new here? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and they just had such chemistry from the moment they first met. Yeah. It was so good. So they end up living across the hall. Uh, and, uh, and so then she says, well, you know, I've got a, um, we can just be friends. I've got a lot of friends. And uh, he says that you've got a problem with a healthy social life. <laughs> and that's when they mini bowl, which kind of made me laugh because in a recent uh, sex in the city episode recap that we did uh carrie says that bowling is the most non-sexual activity that you can do with the first <laughs> so she takes big to bowl <laughs> um, and uh, they have this whole conversation about literature and music and the literature and music aren't that different i love the classics and, and he says that's why i play the, the standards and he invites him, her to his show. And that was, it was good. And then she wears the red dress. And that's the scene where you're talking about where she's trying on. And she's like, you put the pilgrim outfit. That was funny. <laughs> and their daughter was like really resistant. Like she didn't want her to mm-hmm. wear it. Cause I think she knew what all this was, what all this, mm-hmm. where this was headed. Yeah. And uh, I like Nick and Derek were there and they call Tony the hot new neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, do not punish him for the sins of Casey, which I mean, it's natural, especially as you said, Colleen, that she's going through this now. So she's going to, she's going to do that. A 12 year marriage. Signs the divorce papers in the movie. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're literally in the thick of it, you know, and I don't know. So he sings someone to watch over me. And that is one of my all-time favorite songs. I love that song. It's so romantic. It was good. It was very well done. Oh. I love his voice. He's adorable. I just have to say that. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then he tries to kiss her uh, when they're going in, in the hallway. 
And he says, despite what you think of me, I, I like you and want to get to know you better. And he says, I'm a good guy. Let's start as friends. And, uh, and then Casey's there and she tries to tell Casey to stop, but mm-hmm. uh, he's, yeah, clingy, weird. Uh, but it was a good near kiss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they have another meet cute at the <laughs> Cheesecake uh, restaurant because they the, the hint is planted by the moms. And, uh, and he almost destroys her cheesecake, but then he takes her to the roof. And I guess this the roof is the, the, uh, the landlord, like, cause it, you know, supposedly he only, he has a key, but it's got all of this like nice furniture up there and plants and stuff like that. <laughs> like, uh, so the, so I guess that's who is using it is the landlord or something like that. But anyway, he has a key to the roof and I loved how he later on, he says that that's their spot, but that was so mm-hmm. cute. It says music is a magical elixir. Performing is what I love. I love being the soundtrack to other people's lives. And we find out that his big insecurity is that he, he's had past relationships where people didn't feel like he was motivated enough that he uh, was just sort of happy with this career where he was performing and that he should be wanting to, I don't know, be on a Broadway or something like that record. And, um, and he says, it's easier if the, the relationship has an expiration date. And it's, it's interesting because, yeah, we do want people that uh, have ambition that have, uh, but also if it doesn't it, like something like a job, if that's happy and he's able to, mm-hmm. you know, support himself, then who cares? I don't know. Yeah. I agree I feel with like that. It's, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. <clears throat> oh yeah. I was just going to say, it feels like I just heard something about that from somebody else. Somebody famous talked about, didn't want to be never mentioned wanting to be rich and famous, just wanted to play music because out of the love of play music. I mean, yeah. and then whatever happened with it. Okay, great. But didn't want to, didn't push for that originally like i'm gonna be a big star i'm just gonna play music and fulfill my dreams for in that way that's kind of what he was like in this movie i feel yeah what do you think michelle yeah i agree and there's this thing in in modern sort of culture of especially in tv and movies where there's this idea that everybody you know every career you have to sort of climb the ladder um, and there's some people that's just happy staying in the middle or staying in the bottom or, you know, it doesn't really, as long as you've got a job and you're happy, um, as, you know, that's fine. You know, you don't have to, you know, climb the ladder, change different jobs, you know, aspire to sort of, you know, reach for these things that, you know, aren't really your dreams, you know, and, and even sometimes just having a job and achieving sort of other dreams on the side. You know, it doesn't have everybody's story is different. Um, and yeah, he seems pretty happy doing what he's doing. Yeah, because not only is he a performer, but he also is a teacher. He does the voice lessons. And yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that some people, you know, sort of want that old school security of yeah, of a salary and everything like that. And whereas other people, they need that freedom of kind of a gig economy. And I don't know what kind of salary or what kind of situation he has with this club, but, uh, but as long as people are happy, 
it doesn't matter. Like that's the most important thing. Yeah. Did you guys, sorry, um, there's this story, I might have talked to you, Rachel, about it, this girl that played, she was an understudy for Wicked on Broadway, uh, Alphaba, and she left Broadway, left that life to become a tech person in Chicago and had to come back because- Carla Stickler, yeah, and when and when Omicron came, she um they needed they, they had no alpha bus. They flew her in and they gave her like two days notice or whatever, and she did it. And she's able to do both her musical theater passion and singing, and be a tech person. And she's like, that's kind of like you can do both. You don't have to pick one lane, which I love. Well, so. and I I think that COVID kind of did that for a lot of people. That they're what they had seen as their sort of strict job going into the office and everything like that that they had to expand and try to do things in a new way that they had never obviously not every career could do that but a lot of careers could do it and uh and i don't know i think it just made us all kind of look at things in a new way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure and so yeah i i liked that he had some insecurities as well he wasn't like a paragon of like perfection or virtue he had insecurities he had uh weaknesses as well as her so it just made them such a great match and the fact that they both love music and the fact they both love teaching made them i think a good connection Um, so uh he what do you think of this whole scene of when he runs into the ex katie with the sun and Peter Benson showing up. <laughs> that was so gotten. Yeah. And that was so sad. Like it's not even that, you know, his dreams weren't, you know, big enough for her. It's it's the idea that, you know, he felt like she just didn't want to have kids with him. Like that's such a that's such a gut punch and he yeah. played it so beautifully. Uh-huh. It, remind, it reminded me of when Harry met Sally when she says I always thought that he uh, didn't want to get married. Turns out he just didn't want to marry me. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> so Awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Peter Benson being all rude that, you know, music man, good luck with your little singing and dancing. Uh, he was, he so was that kind of jerk these days. I'm like, please don't do that anymore. Please be somebody nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah well and she even said as they're walking away she's like, why did you have to say that so i don't know if her marriage is that great because <laughs> that was really rude and uh but obviously he's just jealous of uh and who wouldn't be jealous of santino Fontana? <laughs> i would be but there's the art event and she uh, needs a sitter uh because uh, because Casey, uh, bails out last minute. And, uh, and so he go, he agrees, uh, to watch, uh, Rosie because they are, she's already, he's already planning on spending the day with, uh, Bella. And, uh, so she goes to the art thing and, uh, Derek's art is pretty impressive and uh i don't know i just loved derek and nick they were so cute yeah i liked it they were a little bit more than the you know there's nothing worse than we want diversity from from walmart but mm-hmm. when you have it sort of be the the sort of stereotype of the, the gay best friend but 
mm-hmm. I really feel like they gave these these guys like their own story. Mm-hmm. Um, right. yeah. They weren't just you know extras. You yeah. know they they had you know a real place in this film, which was mm-hmm. great. Okay. Yeah, and then they she gets home and they have this New York New York scene karaoke. And he says that they're the lesser known members of the Rat Pack. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, like, the one thing I was nervous about going into this movie is I'm not a fan of, like, the crooner type of music. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, the Frank Sinatra, but, you know, having seen Santino sort of sing before, and that sort of was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. Um, and having sort of a Broadway sort of spin on these songs, like, they just elevated them to a point where I could really appreciate them for the first time. Yeah, what'd you think of that, uh, Colleen? Oh, I loved it. It was mm-hmm. cute. It was, it was, I love that song. I like some of the crooner. I don't like a lot of it. I can handle mm-hmm. small voices. <laughs> and one sitting. It was just enough, you know? Yeah, my, was, yeah. my mom calls it lounge music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but I am a big fan. I have to say, I love. I'm a big Michael Bublé fan. I actually got to see him last October. I've seen him four times. I love him, and uh, he's the king, you know, of that kind of lounge music. And, <laughs> so I'm a big fan. Cruders. I call yeah. him. Cr- I agree with. I think cruder. I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a cruder genre or whatever you yeah. want. I don't know what you call it. But it was cute with the girls them getting involved that was fun them doing the dance yeah. and he was just so charming and she finally agrees to go on to drinks with him and he's so excited it was so cute and uh, and that's when she gets to meet bartend bartender jack and this whole weird thing when uh Gab- this fan gabriella comes up to him and uh and and she says, your show got me out of the house. She takes a selfie and tells, and then tells uh, Elizabeth, don't let this one get away. <laughs> <laughs> and I like when she said, you know that this is going to be hashtag jealous Jeff. <laughs> good. But I, I can't imagine going up to somebody like that. That to me would be so awkward. I don't know. Like even if somebody famous was and uh i don't know was at the same restaurant as me like i would just be too embarrassed <laughs> oh no i've told yeah i i can't i can't yeah. i mean you live in, I, I live in la i yeah. live in, i live in the heart of it and it's weird i don't see many people but if i did there are only a handful of people that i would probably start shaking it with and but that you know but and that hasn't happened but like it would be awkward <laughs> it would be weird and uncomfortable and i don't know the only person i can imagine doing that with is if i was at let's say i was visiting you colleen and mm-hmm. uh fran drescher was eating because we've actually interviewed her i've interviewed yeah, her twice that'd be a big one so i think if i saw her i might have the guts to go up to be like hi fran we've interviewed you or something you know what I mean but (laughs) I don't I I feel like I have like a tiny tiny bit of like personal connection that it would like I could do it but I certainly would never ask somebody to take a selfie and uh, 
I don't want to bother people. Like no. if I were to see someone at the grocery, every time I go to the grocery store, I keep thinking I'm going to see somebody. I actually did see somebody from Hallmark one time. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Oh, the friend to fiance girl. Um, Jocelyn. Yes, I saw her. She was coming down the escalator in front of me oh. at Ralph's, our grocery store. But I, she's not somebody that I'm intimidated by. I'm like, oh, that's lovely. But if it was like somebody really big, I would be, oh my goodness, you know, I don't know. But I still would probably not bother them, but I would be shaking probably. Yeah. And they are almost going to kiss, but then Casey looks in and the, he was just so weird to me. Like, I don't know, I guess not over, but he was, particularly in this scene, he was kind of creepy, I thought. Yeah, this is when he starts to, like, cross the line of, like, yeah, this is just, this is beyond, like, you know, uncomfortable. This is just mm-hmm. him, like, being total alpha male and trying to intimidate, and, yeah, this was just yeah. bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, um, and, like, I'd be about, think I'd be thinking twice about giving him a key and getting it back. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just overkill. And yeah, he says the perfect response. I thought dating is tricky. You walk into the middle of someone's life. You can't mm-hmm. expect them to not, you can't expect them to not have one. Yeah, so I thought that perfect. was the perfect response. And then they have like a, a little kiss and uh, she agrees to go with him to uncle Harry's birthday party. <laughs> Good. Um, and that's when we get they they, uh, you make me feel so young and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he has his first dream of her and it's in black and white. And this was kind of a way, I think, to get her singing because mm-hmm. she's a teacher. Uh, and I did not recognize the song. And so I asked Nina what the song was because uh, I, I liked it. Um, and she said, it's called Over the Moon. It's public domain. So they picked it out of a library of available songs after Krista was cast and we decided to give her a song. So I, I liked that song. It had sort of a really like, I don't know, just cool, cool quality to it that fit a dream I thought so well. Mm-hmm. And the, her being in the, in the black and white. And I don't know, what did you think, Colleen, of the dreams? It was very, I, it was a nice surprise in a way, you know, I wasn't expecting that. And I really like, I like when they have black and white flashbacks. It depends on the movie. It depends on the scene. It depends a lot, but it really worked here. Yeah. what do you think, Michelle? Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's such a good way to like do a musical without doing a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if they're going to cast these Broadway stars, then they're going to have to start letting them sing. <laughs> like, I mean, right. I think the worst, yeah, like the worst, worst one was, you know, Adina Menzel and Enchanted of like yeah. not singing. Like that is just criminal. So. If they don't have her singing Enchanted too, I will riot. Well, riot, riot. <laughs> um, so then they're up at their spot and he sings Fly Me to the Moon. And uh, she says, you are enough, Tony. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And then they have a kiss and it was good. It was a really good kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I like the, the placement of the kiss in the movie of like, mm-hmm. we've still got a little bit to go here. Yeah. And they went for it. It wasn't just yeah. like some little kiss. <laughs> no, no, no. These aren't Hallmark actors. They went for it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she almost signs the divorce papers that night, but she's like, not tonight. 
So she's, mm-hmm. she sets them aside mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we get this next scene where, uh, it's hope is a thing with feathers and that's, uh, Dickinson and she's talking about the power of hope. And that's when the students are like, Oh, she's got a, <laughs> she's got a guy <laughs> in her life. She's got a boyfriend. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I I love when she's talking with Nick, and uh, he says, "You just got to dive head. You've got to dive feet first (laughs) She's like, "You don't dive head first. I mean, you dive head first, not feet first And he's like, "Who swims?" (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. And so then she signs the papers, which was really cute. Um, then they have dinner together. We find out about his uh, Nona that loved uh, super, had a lot of superstitions about the spilling the salt, um, knocking on wood. Um, they talk about their first kisses. And I loved when she said, you definitely upped your game since Gina on the train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, so then they have a kiss at the end of their date. And it says, will you dream? She says, will you dream about me? And he says, it won't be the first time. Oh, oh so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. good. And we get another dream sequence. And then, uh, but that one has like a scary ending because Casey starts dancing with her at the end of that dream. And mm-hmm. Casey uh, comes, shows up that next day at breakfast. He brings her the coffee and cannoli and i mean this casey guy he's got to be stupid when he's like ex-wife oh semantics like no that's not semantics no no, no. <laughs> i'm like that's like a concrete difference <laughs> uh, uh yeah so he says we are on a break but I, I will be back so that was pretty lifetime thrillery now you're getting me thinking that now i'm gonna be watching yeah. it and thinking <laughs> total yeah. stalker crazy dude <laughs> yeah and he takes her coffee oh, that yeah. was the worst i was so mad i'm like don't you dare take a coffee from a woman who yeah. like anyone coffee is precious <laughs> uh, we have a really cute scene between ava grace and krista where she's she asks if she can cuddle mm-hmm. and uh, she says so you and daddy aren't, aren't getting back together and mm-hmm. then she says, we tell people how to treat us by what we tolerate. And I was tired of being allied to. That was some good writing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminded me of the, yeah, we accept the love we think we deserve and perhaps have been a wallflower. Mm-hmm. Sort of gave me memories of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we find out that Casey is now going to be staying at her house while his, floor, while his floors are getting redone. But he tells Tony that now he's moving back in. And so then he cancels movie night and he's acting all weird. And I loved what I said when Nick says that you, you like Ronald Ryan Reynolds. If I have to see Just Friends again, I And so then she sees him with his sister, Bonnie who's back because uh, so to get Bella and and so she thinks that he's uh he's with her 
And that's why they say that oh, we had a classic mis, uh, miscommunication. <laughs> and the, the, one of my favorite lecture of the lectures, hilarious. when so she's like the broken heart of poetry. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And, and then Nick pulls the fire alarm. Oh, like, that, that was so funny. Yeah. That was a five alarm fire. <laughs> that was like law breaking in a hallway. Yeah. Movie. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was really good and then she's at the movies and he finds a finds out about kate that casey hasn't moved back in we had a classic misunderstanding and (laughs) so cute when she says that's never going to happen because my heart belongs to someone else i knew it just after one kiss oh perfect line it was so good (laughs) Uh, and they have their kisses and this is my mom would have loved you they'd be happy we found each other now that was so cute and of course the moms are there and i guess we haven't like they were so cute i love both these actresses they were great yeah yeah Yeah. uh and so they're excited uh and and we that's when we find out that they're ghosts and they walk into the white light yeah. And, uh, and then we get this kind of concluding scene where he's singing to her and uh, she is in just like an, an amazing dress sparkly mm-hmm. she looked so good yes. and they sing I love you and it was so cute and then it comes up this movie is dedicated to all our mothers in heaven Aww. I love that that was so sweet <laughs> it was so good yeah it was great i love this movie so much i even though i I, you know i had some quibbles about the lifetime thrillery husband i still would give this a perfect score i give it five crowns it's so good i love it and uh yeah it's gonna be tough to beat as far as my favorite of the year i think what about you colleen what would you give it five for sure Mm -hmm. it's just even even the ex-husband although i didn't like my whole thing was with the thinking about him is he still he says he's sober but you you know can you trust somebody being out with the daughter and all that that was my thing with it but i everything else overshot like overrode that that was just so good what what do you give it michelle yeah five crowns for sure it was definitely yeah I, i don't see anything topping this um i'm really looking forward to love classified hopefully that um we're not yeah that looks fun <laughs> we're at the beginning yeah. of the year so hopefully we get some good movies but yeah like the writing is perfect the casting is perfect the, the cast just elevated everything nina just knocked out of the park like five crowns well let us know if you're listening what you thought of both of these movies we would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter and colleen how can people find you um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Lele, L-E-L-E, 44094. Great. And Michelle? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Make sure you're following the podcast, A Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media, 
And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your five-star ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group. And right now you can, if you sign up for the Patreon, you can be entered for our giveaway where you can get one of three Hallmark hunks to record the message on your voicemail. And so that's a really fun thing. We have Kevin McGarry and Will Kemp and Tyler Hines uh, <laughs> as the options this time. They're so nice to do this for us. And it's just a really fun perk. And we have lots of other fun perks for the Patreon. It means a lot to us. Please check it out. And we also have our merch store, which has some really fun designs. Please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, girls. This was so much fun to just talk about this movie that we, these movies that we really enjoyed. So uh, I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.